0: Love with author, self-mastery coach, and relationship expert, Melanie Tanya Evans. Take back your power, heal your soul, and set yourself free. Free through Empowered Love. And now your host of Empowered Love, Melanie Tanya Evans. Hi everyone, this is Mel and welcome to another Empowered Love radio show. And this is a Narcissistic Central show and it's a very exciting show today because it's always lovely when I can do interviews with people that are recovering and recovered from narcissistic abuse to really, really help people get inspired and realize that you can come from rock bottom and come out the other side. And it's a beautiful day today in central Victoria, I'm uh, sitting at the back of my property and Looking at all the beautiful scenery and uh, and it, it's just wonderful and it's also a really beautiful day when we can see another person breaking free and getting into their truth and getting into their power and really resurrecting their life in amazing ways and that's what we're really going to share today. And I have um, a lovely lady called Abby, and Abby has been very, very uh, instrumental too in the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Central Facebook page. She's a regular poster there, and definitely one of the inspired ladies that is really, really um, assisting other people move forward and move out of narcissistic abuse and up into healing. So... Without further ado, I'm going to introduce Abby. So Abby, hello and thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Hi, Melanie. You're very welcome. I'm um, yeah, really pleased to be here.
0: Yeah, thank you. Because I know you've got a busy schedule and it's uh and this is actually a pre-record show which will be aired at one o'clock Melbourne time. So what that means is that uh, the chat room isn't open and we're not taking calls because it is a pre record, So just so that everybody does know that. And as always, these shows you can listen to in archives at any time. You don't have to listen to them live. And you can always go onto the radio link at melanietonyevans.com to pick up any of these shows because they really are an invaluable resource to help you heal. So, Abby, we're going to get into it and some questions about your experience so, can you tell the listeners a little bit about the details about your relationship with your ex narcissistic partner
1: sure um yeah i was trying to think of this my last the relationship that basically led me here uh was fairly fairly short and very devastating um in as much as. I hadn't, didn't know anything about narcissism before this, but I found that in a six-month period of meeting who I thought was the perfect man, um, that I had gone from being a, how I felt reasonably happy and together and successful woman to someone that just didn't know what to do anymore. was suffering from severe anxiety um, from what I now know is gaslighting. Uh, and the lies, the constant lies, and the violent treatments, and the talking round and round in circles, um, and just never being able to please him. That, yeah. Um, at the end of yeah, at the end of it, I was suffering um, from massive panic attacks and anxiety. Uh, didn't know what to do with myself. Couldn't get myself out of bed. Felt like I'd lost all. All my power, um all my inspiration, uh the only thing I could think of doing was trying over and over again to make this man happy and to get back the person that was there in the first month, um because after that it certainly wasn't the same,
0: yeah, and look, I think it's important to understand that the time that you're involved with a narcissist is really irrelevant because they are very intense relationships, and as we all know, you do get hooked, you do get depowered, and you end up canning over pieces of yourselves and losing your boundaries. And, you know, so the symptoms that you're describing about the anxiety, the panic attacks, the powerlessness, the depression, you know, it's very, very consistent, whether or not you've been with a narcissist for a short amount of time or for a longer amount of time, you know, that damage really, really does occur. So, Abby, when did you realise that you needed help and that you were in a narcissistic relationship?
1: Uh, well, when I realised I needed help was uh, when the panic attacks really started hitting. Um, years ago, I'd suffered from uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome um, and been severely depressed and had severe anxiety and all of that, and it took me a long time to... Feel better about it, and when I felt that coming back, I just went, "This is crazy. Um, this shouldn't be happening." It was also when he finally pushed my life boundaries, um, and I went, "Okay, I've, now this is. I can't continue to stay in this relationship. It is so unhealthy, as that it's, you know, and it's hurting me so severely." Uh, at that time, as I say, I just didn't know what narcissism was, uh, so I just thought I was. I thought I was a bit crazy, actually. Um, I wasn't sure if I was you know just so completely uh, dependent on having a relationship and thought that that was the be all and end all and you know I felt like I needed help to get out of that um and to start feeling healthier about myself. And luckily, I stumbled across your website. I was actually, I think, at the time, I was looking for someone just to, to help me um, to get a to get a reading done on the rest of my life and where I was. I just needed some direction because I didn't feel like I had any at all. Uh, and through reading everything that was on your website, I um, yeah discovered narcissism. At first, I still wasn't convinced that the man I was seeing was one, but as I read through it, I became more and more aware that actually, not only he wasn't the first one. Um, and that it had actually been a history in my life leading like that to my mother. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. A lot That's of things started to make sense. sense. Yeah. Sorry, I am Yeah, wrong when we put that.
0: the pieces together, it is really, really revealing because then we start to go, oh my goodness, I'm ticking the boxes and I know that was my experience when I first started working it through and working it out it was like wow this is just not a crazy relationship this is not just something that's disempowering me there's a reason for this there's and it's not just identifying that you're with a narcissist you know which a lot of people can struggle with initially because we don't want to believe it but I think there's so many things that are just so uh consistent with narcissism and You know, one of the things that I boil it down to is when you think that you're having arguments with angry little five-year-olds that don't make sense, that really um, are absolutely (laughs) twisting your brain inside out and upside down and you think you're going crazy, you know, you're really looking at a personality disorder because it doesn't make sense and it's not rational. And uh, you know the projections are crazy because it's well I don't have these arguments with anybody else and you know you're the one that makes yeah. me like this and, and and there's so many confusing aspects but when you when you nut it out and boil it down and that's where you know uh, I think you know the couple of articles that I have on the website narcissism understood and behaviours of narcissism and um, especially the, the 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 NPD narcissistic behaviours article you know, it's really interesting because when you can finish people's sentences off word for word about what narcissists say and what comes out of their mouth, you really realize a specific thing. So, you know, Abby, when you read those articles, did you go, wow, okay, this is what I'm dealing with? Oh, I
1: did. I did. I was um, amazed. I think that was the thing. That was what called to me so much about reading all the information on your site was that It was just sort of like, okay, someone is actually getting... You know, this has happened to other people. Like, truly, absolutely everything that has happened to me is written down here, you know? And obviously, I'm not crazy because this is happening to other people and there's a reason. Um, And so, you know, in, in finding the reason, I think was really my first step... Real major step forward. It was like, okay, well, there's... You know, here's this wonderful website and all this information that can show me the way out. I've got to give it a go. No, I don't want to be stuck there yeah, anymore. I know, Abby. Doing the same things over and over again is just, yes, enough.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it is—it's it's consistent to you know everybody. It is the same stuff. Abby, I, I remember—I remember distinctly. It was actually just before I moved um, up to this property that you actually uh, left me a message, and I rang you, and we had a talk. And you know what impressed me about you right out was you said to me i know there's patterns within me that i want to heal so i'm really actually not surprised that a few months down the track we're having this conversation and you're on the radio show now because what i loved about that and what i love about every time i hear that from somebody who comes forward is they're ready to heal they're ready to take responsibility And you were, you'd obviously, through reading that stuff, you'd said, wow, I know I've got patterns that I need to heal that brought me to this point within a narcissistic relationship. So would you agree
1: with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It was... um you know, the thing, I think that was one of the things that really stuck out for, to me, apart from, you know, all the stuff that, yes, is describing all these people that have been in my life and their behaviours and things. It was every time I kept looking at it and it's like, well, I kept choosing to let these people in. You know, now through lack of knowledge or not understanding the lessons or the the patterns within me that I needed to change, needed to heal from, but it was just that thing over and over again, you know, but, yeah, you choose to let people into your life. So I needed to choose to learn how to keep them out of my life, and the only way I could do that was by changing me. Absolutely. So I, you know, in I feel the like...
0: past, you know, before finding this information and the self healing, had you realised that you know you were codependent, that it wasn't working, that you had poor boundary function, because you know those things are consistent with all of us. That end up in abusive relationships. Had you had you realised that? Had you seeked help for that? How far had you come with that?
1: Before uh, before this, I sort of it was you know what? It was actually something that I used to take pride in. I used to take pride in the fact that I was a very emotionally open person, and used to go, okay, you know, I am just incredibly emotional. This is a part of me. I'm actually really proud of it because I can feel like I can be really open and I can make really deep connections really quickly. Um, and you know, I've been lucky in my life. is that I've got a, a few really amazing, wonderful friends who have been with me throughout everything. But the one thing, yes, that I that I seem to constantly fail at, like felt like I was failing at, was in maintaining a successful relationship. Um, you know, I've had, I've been a serial monogamist my whole. Life, whole adult life, pretty much. Um, I had one amazing relationship with my child's father that lasted 10 years. However, when I look back on that one too, I realised that luckily he wasn't a narcissist, but he was codependent as well. And it was like, and we were, we were two codependent, sort of, you know, helping to try to prop each other up all the way along. Um, but yeah, and it was a wanting to learn to be wanting to learn to be happy within myself and I thought I was. I a after I broke up with my long term partner I went into a sort of four years where I dated a couple of people but then I just sort of went, No, you've got to learn to live on your own Abby. So I tried that and I thought that I was doing okay, but now I look back at it and I realise I wasn't actually happy. What I had done is I had given myself a time period that I decided I needed to be single in. And I hadn't actually healed anything except that I learned that I could, um, you know, maintain my life that I, well, not only maintain, sort of have a pretty good life with my son and things, but emotionally not so much. And I think that's what sort of, you know, set me up It sort of I went bang straight into one sort of narcissistic relationship and then got out of that one. I didn't think I was too badly scathed, but then that set me up absolutely for the fall with this last guy who was a master.
0: So, what did you you know? What did you realize when you started your self healing and really got into it on the deeper levels? What did you realize that you had needed to heal from your past that you hadn't been able to heal up to this point?
1: Oh wow! Yeah, oh, so much came out like.
0: Hello, you there, Abby? Hello, you there? I think we just lost Abby. Hang on one second, I'll get her back. Just walking inside. So there may be a bit of a reception breakdown. This is on the scene recording. But let's have a look at what's happened here. I'll just go back to the computer and get Abby back. So hang on, everybody. I'll just look out what's happening. We're in the really good stuff, too. Hello, Abby, you there? Okay, I might just cut her out and we'll get her to ring back in. Okay, so I've just hung her up, so we'll get her to call back in. But yeah, you know, it is really, really great to be able to, um, you know, there's self-recognition and there's self-awareness, and that really is key. What that's about is about going, okay, well, this happened to me, and the narcissist is this, and the narcissist is that, and that's why the narcissist operates in the way that they do, but what is it about me, as Abby said, you know, we allow these people into our life. And when we look at the manifestation and the law of attraction level, I firmly, firmly believe that our soul is always creating all of the perfect experiences for us to break free into our true empowered power selves. So what happens is we meet the situations and the things and the people that are very, very much about About calling forth into our experience what we need to heal and absolutely the narcissist is an enormous enormous part of showing up our unhealed parts in massive technicolor because there's actually no avoiding it there truly is no avoiding it so I'm just sending a message to Abby here right now to get her to come back in so let's just hang on a minute here technology phones and all other things. They can be a bit of a challenge sometimes, but that's okay. So let's just see if she comes, which I'm sure she will. But uh, you know, that's that's a very very is about or anybody outside ourselves that the only way we can ever change our life experience is to change us. And when we do change us, then absolutely everything, everything changes. So now let's just see where she is and what she's doing. I don't know what that blip was, whether or not there was another call coming through on her phone that cut her out or what happened there. But I'm sure we'll get a result soon. And it's uh you know, it's a shame I can't continue Abby's words for her. But I'm sure when she's back that we'll be able to do something with this.
1: Okay, here she is.
0: Hey Abby, are you there?
1: Hi Mal, I dropped out. Oh, something happened. How are you?
0: Yeah, done. we're back again, so it's all, all good. Yeah, that's <laughs> thing, you know, sometimes with long, talk radio and other things, things can happen, but that's okay. We will continue on. So we were talking about what you realized, you know, the things that you've needed to heal, the patterns from your past, so if yep. you can just elaborate on that again.
1: Okay, um... I think yeah the the main the main thing I felt um, I needed to heal from more than anything else was uh, to learn to validate and love myself because I think that's something that I actually hadn't done at really at any time during my life Um, you know I'd I'd spent so so, well so many years trying to please so many people from you know from my mum right through to all the partners that I had. Um, you know, my family, anyone. I think anyone other than myself. And really it didn't get me very far. Um, You know, I've had a lot of great experiences in my life but it it wasn't... I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy and, yeah, the little girl inside of me wasn't happy and she was very, very, very afraid. I was very afraid. I was very afraid to actually really try and be myself well, to be myself, to try different things, to to succeed, just to just to love myself, just to be content. I thought I needed someone in my life with me to hold my hand. Um, and I think, you know, I did. I went from relationship to relationship looking for that person to hold my hand um, instead of learning to hold it for myself. And I think that's
0: beautifully expressed. And, and that's so true. Nobody can give us us. Nobody can give us happiness contentment bliss inspiration purpose nobody can give us that they can only add to that and that's law of attraction so within so without it's a very very simple energetic law and it's just so true and i think that's what's actually been very very sad about society is we've all been conditioned with love and you know we've we've seen the movies and we've you know you know the whole world is about love or fear and and we've always thought that love is about being loved and loving somebody else, but it's got to start with loving ourselves for it to be authentic to be for us to attract and maintain more of that it's there's no way out of that, so you know that is really, really, really huge, and that's just very, very consistent when we're experiencing abuse is that We don't have that solid platform of loving and respecting and honouring ourselves and and being that most loving person to ourselves. We really, really don't. So I think that's huge and I think that encapsulates, you know, all of it. So, Abby, when you contacted me, you know, we we had a talk and, and you were ready to go. You were like, okay, well, I want to stop this pattern. I want to stop this pain. And at that time, you were still very hooked which is very consistent with no, my specific wish, you know. Like, yeah, I'm addicted to this person. I it, It's like I know they're no good for me, but I'm still all hooked up in it and I'm addicted to it and I don't know how I'm going to say goodbye. I know I need to, but I don't know how I'm going to do that, you know. So what, what I suggested to you right from the word go is that it's about getting the really deep information, but it's also about accessing the energetic shifts to really do the work on that deep inner level on yourself. So, you know, that's what we started doing. You said, okay, well, look, I want to start with three quantum freedom healing sessions and I want to get stuck into this every week. So, you know, Abby, if you can just describe to people, you know, how you felt with that energetic work, those quantum freedom healing sessions.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Well, for me, it was just an amazing... Amazing experience, a, a real turning point. And, and the thing is, and you know, I, just a quick little point is that when I went into that, now I actually didn't know what to expect. I didn't know that I necessarily believed it would work either. But I was just at that point; I was in so much pain. I needed some relief. I needed something to happen. Um, and from the very first one, oh my god! And it is just quite incredible. The the whole as you, as you're guiding. Um, through the, uh, through the healing, it's, I didn't think (laughs) it, yeah, didn't think that on the other end of the the telephone or the Skype as we did it, that I would get a physical reaction. And I did. I could not only, I could feel my body getting lighter, I could feel my brain clearing, um, I could feel it. I could feel all this horrible, horrible stuff that was inside of me actually beginning to clear out. And so much clear, you know, my mind was so much clearer afterwards. And it's just, I think, well, no, I know that it helped me heal so much quicker. It allowed space inside me to start bringing in all the really good stuff that you were encouraging me to do and that you were introducing me to. Uh, and every time, it is, and in that because I was still in contact um, with my narc when I first started, I didn't know, it hadn't, you know, got to the stage where I was ready to do no contact yet. Still thought that possibly I could work it out and all of that sort of stuff. Um, and by the end of those three, I think after the, I think it was after the second one, I implemented no, um, no contact. And it was just so right. Like I felt so comfortable and so amazing doing it because I had taken out, or you'd helped me take out all this fear, um, and insecurity that was festering inside of me. And I started becoming more confident straight away and the, the meditation and doing those, the work in between the healing doing the self-affirmations and all of that and being able to actually look at myself in the mirror and smile and I had realised that for months I hadn't smiled. You know, not any more than I, I, you know, I am don't know if anyone knows but I manage a restaurant so professionally I have to smile at people, you know, but you just turn it on and turn it off. I couldn't believe that I could actually feel happy again in such a short amount of time and it works. I think you've explained it perfectly.
0: I think you've explained it more perfectly than what I can a lot of the time (laughs) because, you know, you're right. When people are looking at energetic healing solutions at the start, and I mean, I do offer a full money-back guarantee with it. I believe in it so much. But initially, people are like, well, you know, how can this work? You're not even touching me. You're not even in the same room. Sometimes I'm thousands of miles away and it's how does this actually work? And I think, you know, like a quantum physicist could tell you, they could explain it and they could say, well, energy and tension and visualizing and it affects you cellularly. It affects you at a DNA level. And it's like, you know, they've conducted experiments where somebody sitting in a room thousands of miles away and five people stare at a photo of them and send the most disgusting thoughts. And this person starts actually vibrating at the other end of this with anxiety. And they don't even know why. You know, energy is very, very powerful. Imagination is powerful. Energy is powerful. And like you said, Abby, you do physically feel it. You know, I would say it's probably around 95% of people that have quantum freedom healings physically feel the release. You actually feel the energy shifting in your body. And what's really, really important about it is it's going to those deep unconscious belief systems that are very, very stuck in our body through peptide addiction, which is a whole other story. I'm actually going to be releasing a video um, very soon in the next few weeks that explains energetic healing, I think, at a level that people are going to very, very understand it. And so what happens is we have these This vibrational muck in our cells which has been created through a physiological peptide chemical addiction to the pain. And what happens is with energetic healing solutions, you can actually move it out of your body. And that's what Abby described is you actually release it and get it out. Now, what's great about that is when that stuff is stuck in our body, we're hurting. We're stuck in a cycle of pain and addiction and less than and low with self-confidence and post-traumatic stress disorder and anxiety and agoraphobia and all those horrible things that come with narcissistic abuse. But when we, And what happens is your mind is trying to manage that. Your mind's trying to find a way out, get better, recover, while all this muck is toxicity is coursing through your cells and continually being reproduced by your brain, by your hypothalamus, your chemical manufacturing plant, and it just keeps doing this vicious cycle and trying to uh, push your way through and out of this is really, really hard. But once you actually get it removed out of your body, it is relieved, so you don't have that toxicity continually getting you into thinking about it, hooked on it, addicted to it. And then, it, like you said, it clears the space to bring in the good stuff, to bring in where you do want to go, who where you do want to be. So it's a little bit like that saying, you can't park a Ferrari in a garage when there's a rusted old wreck still stuck in the garage. It just doesn't work. But when you move the rusted old wreck out, you can start driving the Ferrari in. So that's why I love energetic healing. And it saved my life. It not just changed my life, it saved my life because nothing else was going to work for me. And that's why... I'm so passionate about introducing and getting people involved in this. So, you know, Abby, you did describe... Yeah, and it I, I
1: It's... Yeah, again, yeah, I just... I totally agree. You just can't... I've never experienced anything like it and it's something I would absolutely go back to in a second um, if start feeling that much build-up and... Uh, I think the wonderful thing about it too, Mel, is when when, when you've done it, and I know that you've got. Pro- I don't have the program because I was seeing, getting the healing from you, um, but but within the program, like myself, I was using your example. You know what you what you were doing with me. There was a couple of times that I actually went back and tried, you know, did it on myself, and found relief oh, in oh. that way as well. You know, just, it just it does, and it's. I think it is. It's you know, and because it brings up the real core issues, the things that really are standing in your way, um, it just, you know, and you get rid of it and it's gone. And then there's all that beautiful, wonderful healing energy and, you know, yeah, become become a vessel, I think it is, or whatever, but yeah, and you just fill yourself up. And the, I would feel afterwards like just the absolute relief afterwards and that would last for days, in the early early stages, when um, it was so hard, when you know, I'd sit there for hours and hours just going over my mantras and things, like to drive away the thoughts of this person out of my life, um, it would often be released, yeah, for for several days before that would start coming back, and then I could quickly break that habit again, and I think by the time, I think I had six healings in all, and... By the end of it, I felt ready. You know, I felt ready to really embrace my life and to move forward, and I have. I, you know, you I know have, which was a, and this
0: Life's
1: is where it ex-
0: yeah, and it is accelerated results. You know, that's what's so great about it, because I think as humans we get really stuck in the perception of time heals all wounds. It has to take time. I have to suffer for a the long time. You know, emotions are emotions. And whatever's chemically manufacturing in our body is just what is manufacturing right here, right now. So our body is very timeless. It doesn't actually say, well, I need this amount of time before I'm going to feel better. The body as a chemical manufacturing plant says, well, if you can change what I'm manufacturing in my chemicals, I'm going to change. So the sooner we do that, the sooner I'm going to have relief and the sooner I'm going to heal. You know, and in my recovery, you know, I mean, it was three and a half years all up, my recovery. It was a grueling, grueling episode. But it wasn't until the later part of my recovery that I found the energetic healing solutions. I was trying to do it all through my mind without addressing myself at a body cellular level. And when I found those solutions, my recovery was just fast-tracked beyond description and created a recovery that was not medically possible from where I was. It really wasn't. So, you know, I want to talk a little bit about that too, Abby. You know, post-traumatic stress disorder, I like to think of, uh, you know, narcissistic abuse, domestic abuse as complicated traumatic stress disorder because I think, you know, complicated traumatic stress disorder is very, very much about It's about, you know, somebody in your life that you trusted and you loved that ends up betraying you, defiling you and, you know, really hurting you It's a little bit like Stockholm Syndrome and I've talked about that before in other radio shows but the the real belief out there and we do come across it on the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery uh, page which is a fantastic resource for anybody that wants help with, you know, recovery and a support group. It's just fantastic. So please look that up. If you put into... A search on Facebook just Narc N A R C. You'll see Narcissist Abuse Recovery Central. You can join in there and become a part of that, and meet incredible women like Abby that are breaking through. You know, I really do believe it is the most empowered Narcissist Abuse Recovery forum on the internet. What we've got going there, and I'm very very proud of it. But. What a lot of the general consensus is and this is what doctors will tell people and, and psychologists will tell people and psychiatrists will tell people is that if you've got uh, post-traumatic stress disorder or complicated traumatic stress disorder that there is parts of your brain that are damaged and that's true. Physiologically, that will show up and that the best you will do is be able to manage the symptoms but you're always going to have it. Now, my experience with that is that that is complete falsity through energetic healing, changing my chemical composition in my body, bringing in good stuff. And I know, and I have seen it happen so many times with physical ailments that people have come forward for quantum freedom healing with, that when you actually heal the emotional, chemical composition of the body, the body heals itself. There's no more physical damage to the body. And that goes for a huge range of amounts of things. And, you know, so I just want your take on that, Abby. You know, you were saying that even before the narcissist experience, you have post-traumatic stress disorder. So did I. It happened to me in my life before the narcissism. Okay, and then obviously the narcissistic abuse, ramp brings all of that back, brings all of those symptoms back. And we all go through that, whether it's for the first repeated times in our life we go through that so you know Abby how do you well let's just go back to 18 months ago or so when you were getting psychological treatment how effective was that and where was that going for you? Uh,
1: Well I mean it was it was effective in in as much as it did eventually like I did eventually feel like I was coming back into myself I I got past the or the massive panic attacks and was able to actually function because I had to give up work. I had to, you know, I couldn't do anything, basically. I was a complete mess. I was terrified of everything. Um, And so I did a lot of cognitive thinking. I've I've never, there was a big debate on the um, narcissistic recovery thing about, you know, drugs versus no drugs and things. And my belief is, yeah, you've got to do what's good for you. But for myself personally, I've never believed in taking um, drugs. Um, so I was seeing I was seeing a psychologist doing a lot of cognitive thinking um therapy. Uh which was helpful. It really was helpful, but it took I would say, yeah, it would have taken at least eighteen months for to get back to the stage where I could start working again uh part time and even though I felt much better I still felt damaged, if you know what, like I I was aware, I was constantly aware of little things that might set me off. and I just don't feel that anymore. I don't feel any of that anymore. I, You know, I haven't been back to have a new diagnosis because I haven't felt like I've needed to. Um, so, yeah, I believe, it, I believe it goes. And, you know, you know apart apart from the post trauma it's made differences in other things, like you say, other physiological things. Um, I've lost weight. Like, I'm not doing a damn thing. There's nothing wrong with me and I've lost 10 kilos in the last six months. Uh, and... Yeah, to me, and I was overweight, so it's not a dangerous thing. So that's been really good, and to me, it's, it, it, and I've had a big, big jump after a healing, as well with that. It's like all of a sudden I, you know, like chop another kilo and things. And to me, I just sort of equate that with i getting rid of all my emotional weight, all this stuff that's been laying me down for years and years and years is going, and I feel that's like I, I, you know I hope that, that,
0: that we benefit to protect ourselves. You know, there's so many emotional reasons that can be behind weight. It definitely is. Yeah. yeah I but, think, um, you know, yeah, believe... my theory... Yes, I can. So, the, um, my theory that I believe about post-traumatic stress disorder is that, because I know I went through that too, you know, initially, when I'd had post-traumatic stress disorder early in my life, was that, and I'd always been very proactive with, you know... Um, because I, I don't like pain, and I don't like not being able to function. I was very proactive with cognitive therapy as well, but I think again, you know, you you really do describe things really well, Abby. You know, in layman terms, and I think it's fantastic. But I still felt damaged. I, I felt like I could cope, I could function in life, but I had to manage it. It was still there, and I had the to tools to manage it. That's how I felt. But most definitely yeah. after. um Releasing it out of your body, releasing those toxic vibrations out of your cells through energetic healing, it just isn't there anymore. You know, and I remember that massive breakthrough experience. Yeah, like it's just gone. I remember the massive breakthrough experience I had, which was when I went to Thailand, you know, after my huge narcissistic relationship and complete breakdown and, you know, it was just, and I was recovering, recovering, and I was getting energetic healing in far as kinesiology, et cetera, et cetera, but I was still struggling with agoraphobia, you know, that anxiety of being out in public and blah, blah, blah. So I'm in Thailand in this resort and it's like this, yeah, massive, you know, the main streets of Thailand were full of marketplaces and people and I just couldn't face it. And I remember, you know, it was actually when Quantum Freedom Healing was born, I thought, okay, well, how do I put kinesiology together with theta and past life release and put it into, you know, and my goal was I've tried everything for this agoraphobia. I can manage it, but I still feel like a bomb about to go off. You know, and I have to be so mindful whenever I'm somewhere to be in the right space in my mind and to not bring in stories and run affirmations. And then I can quote. but it's a bit exhausting because I just want to be free. You know, and I remember I did a two-hour session on myself digging into the deepest belief systems that were keeping me hooked in agoraphobia and releasing them energetically. And after two hours, I went out and played in the streets of Costa and I was <laughs> smiling and talking to people, and I was playing. And I'm like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this!" And I kept waiting for it to come back, and it just never did. That was it; it was done. Oh, that is that You know, is so awesome. <laughs> <gasps> oh, I love that and then story, that, that
1: was I Fantastic. I went,
0: yeah, yeah. And and after that, I was like, "Oh my god, I've got to share this. I have just got to share this." Because you know, I'd been to doctor and psychologist and healer and everything to get through this agoraphobia, because I was sick of it, and it was just gone, and it's been gone ever since. It just, you know, it just, yeah, no more looking over yeah. my shoulder, no more fearing life. It's just I can be in life. It's yeah. So yeah. that's why I love it. So you know, that I, I,
1: I really wish- Yeah you know you are you free to be get the relief it's like it's, yeah, it's amazing. it's something I like, you know I've never felt before until recently, and it's a, it's something that I absolutely want to be a part of my life is just that yeah just the freedom the so the freedom to just you know to enjoy my life to really encapsulate the person that I am and move forward and to get such pleasure out of it like it you know it's it's it gives you so much confidence. So much joy, like real joy and that's something, you know, I think I've only have only really recently discovered is amazing joy in myself and in, in my confidence in, in the person that I am. And yeah, I think that the healing is, that they did it. You know, I think otherwise I would still I would Yeah, still be stuck. and look
0: you didn't just stop there. You know, Abby, you were really motivated, really, really dedicated. You know, there's lots of you know, you know, I I'd see, you know, while well, we were doing our healing sessions, and I'd see orders come through from Abby, you know, and I think, oh my God, this girl is really going for it. You know, you were downloading <laughs> book after e-book and e course, and you were just, you know, you yeah. were on a full full mission of self.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and was, um, was, and I still 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 believe in it, and I'm still doing it every day, and um. Yeah, I went and read I read all I read all of your stuff um and started practising. All your little hints and things. Um so doing the mantras and then I went and researched more uh, self affirmation sites and I do that every day, I meditate every day. Um in fact if I miss a day I find that I do I do move backwards a little bit. But then I've sorta of just fixed it, ramp it back up again. Um, and yeah, I, as you say, you know, your full recovery, you said three and a half years. I don't feel like I'm I'm fully, fully recovered yet, but I reckon I'm a good eighty to ninety percent there. Um, and that I can take the take the less than days, and I have now have tools that I can help to make it better. Uh, to, have you
0: found to site, um, that when you do have a dip, have you found that when you do have a dip and you do have, you know, and then when you move through it and tell yourself through it, that you actually go up another level again?
1: Oh, absolutely. But well, I think the dips are really, um, and someone else uh, wrote that on the site. I can't remember who it is. I'm sorry. There's so much, I mean, so much great stuff on the um, Mark Recovery page. I love it. Um, but as it is, it's like, it's like you fall into this little dip and then you get over this hurdle, but the hurdle's a huge one. And I think that's when I've really had some more major breakthroughs in my own healing, like where, where I've discovered that there's been, you know, something else that's been holding me back a little bit and then I clear it and then it's gone and it's gone, gone, you know. Um,
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. It's it's just incredible. Absolutely. And, you know, it's the, some of the people that are involved in the NARC recovery side as well are, just so inspirational, like I've watched the stories of several women who have been at it and some have been at it for a few years and some of them have only been at it for a short time like me and taking taking hints from what they're doing and um, implement implementing the ones that make sense to me into my own life and I think that's the whole thing you know, not everything is going to work for everybody so you've got to just have a look at everything and the things that feel right, try them um, you know, I get massages yes, every week definitely. now and that's something especially if i've had a bad day the one thing i just do the next day is immediately go for a massage and you know when i'm having that massage done it's like okay this is i'm going to rub all this crap out of my life you know like as it's as the knots are coming out of my muscles i feel like the stuff's clearing out of my body um and yeah that all that all works the the smiling therapy that body
0: focus is powerful
1: You know, and I'm the same,
0: you know, if I start going down regular massages, you know, and and now what I do is, you know, a standard massage that I have as maintenance and things like herbal remedies, you know, to release stuff and, you know, because it really is about getting all this stuff and junk out of our bodies that we don't want to make room for the good stuff. That's really it in a nutshell. That's the fast track to healing. And, you know, accessing, and you're right, you know, massage is about, it's about releasing toxic energy out of your body. It's it's such a simple thing, but it's such a powerful thing. But if we're walking around with all these chunks just trapped in our bodies, all these toxic, painful emotions, and trying to get our head to get well, it's it's really, it's very hard. It's very, very painful that way. And it takes a huge amount of time and effort that way. Whereas once you start just clearing out your body of the junk, you, you've you got all that faith for the good, you can drive your Ferrari in. It's just so much easier. It really, really is. So, you know, like, through being, because, you know, you're on that page a lot now. You're really helping a lot of people and stuff. So, you know, standing back, How do you see... Because we see all the time, you know, every day, people in varying stages of their recovery. You know, what do you see in as far as, you know, people that are recovering, you know, what are they doing, Abby? I
1: think that the the primary thing that I think that they're doing is that they are making the decision to really work on themselves. They are... Yeah, um... I, and recently, like the last few days, like a couple of the women seem to have made these amazing breakthroughs, you know, and they've been coming through um, for a little while. And when they first join, they're very confused, and it's all about, you know, it's all about the mark and everything that's that's happened to them. And then I think it gets to the point, and everybody on that side is so supportive, and, and you know, and slowly, you know, some people get it really quickly, some people take a bit longer, but slowly bringing them around to it. For you, you know, you really need to help yourself. You know, don't worry about the narc, you know, or try not to worry about the narc. He'll eventually be gone. Um, but really, start concentrating on yourself. Make make your life better. Help yourself. Um, focus and, and and stop accepting the pain. You know, and I think that's yeah. I think that's and a big difference yeah. yeah, yeah, it's I like it's suburban, something that you can heal it. from. It's a huge
0: deservedness thing for women. It's like, you know, women have always struggled, and especially ones in narcissistic abuse, we've struggled to believe that we deserved to give to ourselves and to make ourselves a focus. Because, you know, our belief has been, well, to be loved, I've got to put all my focus on somebody else. Rather than yes. to be loved, I've got to put all the focus on me to love me and nurture and honor and respect and heal me. And then I'm going to, I will attract and maintain somebody that adds to that instead of ripping that down.
1: Yeah, and that's absolutely it because as long as you're, if you're supporting and loving and respecting yourself, then you're only going to attract, like if you're truly doing it and you believe that and you're actively doing it, then you'll attract people that are going to respect yourself and you're going to respect them back and you're going to love them back and they're going to love you but they're going to love all the stuff, you know. It's not about being making them happy or changing your world to make them happy. It's about actually finding something that is good for you both. You know, it's rewarding and and exciting and, yeah, yeah I look forward to that one day. But At the moment, I'm quite happy with how I am. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. yeah
0: actually, well, it's great. You know, you're happy with... You. You're happy with you because, like you said, you know, you come from, you know, that pattern of, and I had too, I need somebody in my life to make me happy. So it's it's such, I think, a you know, I'll always look back at my days of, you know, finding me and, you know, being on my own and being empowered. Like, it's just so magical to feel happy and purposeful and full, you know, without somebody having to give you that because if somebody has to give you that, it's always very precarious. You know, if they're not giving you that, well then you fall flat again because you haven't authentically got it within yourself. So, you know, that's it. Oh, can't be anything but.
1: You know, <laughs> and, and law of
0: attraction says law of attraction says if you're empty and you're not fulfilled and you're not that vibration yourself, you can only attract somebody that will give you more emptiness. And more lack of love and more lack of respect and more lack of self. It that's the only formula. It's the only result of that yeah. formula, you know. So it's 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 everything. It is everything. So Abby, you know, your recovery, like mine and like a lot of people, then when you access the right stuff, the really deep healing and when you really got stuck into it and made it your biggest mission, which I did too. You know, and a lot of other people have too. How long is it since you did no contact?
1: It's now been it's been four months four months and three weeks. It's been with no contact wow, so um, okay, and he's, you know he's, he's died a couple of times, but you know what? I just ignore it and um. I've blocked him now, actually, so I don't know if he's tried anymore because I don't care. <laughs> I don't want him in my life.
0: So when you think about him now, okay, so hang on, let's just encapsulate that. so it's been like over just over four months you know that yeah. you know that is unheard of in contemporary narcissistic abuse recovery, okay, contemporary narcissistic abuse recovery is. You're going to have to have two years of talking out the pain, which I don't believe works. Okay, I just believe it just keeps it going as a peptide addiction and a toxic cycle in your body. Okay, initially, of course, we need to talk, we need to feel validated, and we need to understand that other people have been through what we have. Absolutely, that's a relief. But then when we realize that and we get the understanding that we have been narcissistically abused, if we want the pain to stop, then it's about focusing on self and the healing processes that are actually going to work because then we can get out of the pain and get on to a new life because there's no other way. You know, we're not going to make a life up no. with a narcissist. We're not going to transform him into Prince Charming. He's not going to come back and rescue us and wipe away everything he did. It's not going to happen. We have to recover. We have to get on and get a great life. There's nothing else to do other than stay in pain. So, you know, you... You've done that process. You're doing that process. You're still in that process. So when you think of him now, yes. how does it feel? Like, what's the emotional
1: um, charger reaction on it now? You know, there's, there's actually not a lot. Um, it, it does change a little bit from time to time. Um, most of the time now, it's uh, the emotional charges that I'm just, I'm just glad, to, uh, glad to be out of there. I'm actually... In a, you know, practising practicing the forgiveness and being and being grateful and things. And I do that a lot. No, I do feel like I've forgiven it. And I am really incredibly grateful uh, for the experience because it's brought me here. But I'm also incredibly grateful that it's no longer a part of my life. And I don't believe it is a part of my life. It's not something I want to participate in again. I'm hoping or I feel like I have learnt my lesson from this one and I want to move on with that lesson tucked under my belt and the knowledge that it doesn't have to be that way.
0: Absolutely. And you know, when we're full and when we're self respecting and when we love ourselves, we're gonna say no. You know? We're gonna we're gonna say no. I already am love. I don't actually need you to love me. If you're right and you can add to that love, that's terrific. But if you're presenting love to me in a way, or you're in a way that's going to undermine how I feel about me, well, no, I don't need to. I'm not going to accept it.
1: Not my reality. No. And but so that's fantastic. That's it. And yeah. And um, look, I just do. I, I feel amazing. And it's made a huge difference to my family. I live with my sister, and we've got three children. Um, she's got two two girls. I've got a little boy. Uh, the two girls are beginning to head into teenage and um, the difference in our life is that, and just uh my sister's pretty together; she's always been pretty together, and I'm very grateful for her in my life uh but we've been doing a lot of work about with, with my thirteen year old niece who's had a lot of body images and different things like that and you know gaining this confidence in yourself and gaining these tools uh, well, for us, has made a huge difference made a huge difference in my niece's life. We're able to actually sit down and talk to her and educate her about self love and acceptance of their self things, and it's changed a girl who was hating herself several months ago into a pretty together teenager actually and we're going to keep working on that and yeah, it's just in every part of your life that makes such a difference.
0: Isn't it gorgeous when and you're experiencing that, it's just so beautiful that when you find it yourself and you can actually start sharing it and spreading it and helping others and empowering others, and it's just such a beautiful journey, so special.
1: Yeah, it is, and it's, um, and you start seeing it everywhere, like it just comes up everywhere, that's what I notice now, it's, you know, there's positive, the world's full of positivity, and whereas I used to see all the negatives and everything like that, now I just see, I just see empowerment everywhere, I see people that are moving through their lives, uh, the encouragement that people offer to each other, and I think that's a beautiful thing too, is once you sort of start accepting yourself, and and loving yourself, you get yeah, just have so much more to give. Instead of worrying about where it's going to come from, you have just got it, and so then it can just it just comes out, you know. You just give, and what you give gets you get back. It's just yeah, it's a never-ending cycle, and it's awesome. It's an awesome thing to be a part of.
0: Yeah, it is. It's uh, you know, it really does prove to us that another quantum physics reality. We're actually all one. And, you know, when we're doing to people and empowering them, we're empowering ourselves. We just get so much back from that. It's just such a beautiful win-win.
1: Yes. Yes. Win-win is great. And it is. Um,
0: Yeah. And it's so much better than when we're stuck in that victim and that pain and we're hooked and we're addicted. You know, we can't look after ourselves. We can't look after other people. You know, we can't look after our children emotionally, we, or our families, or the people we care about. It's and it's just, it's just a really awful toxic cycle when we're stuck in that. But I think what's so, you know, beautiful too, because you know, you've got a child, and you know, my child, and 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 I think for our future generations, it's just so important as women and as mothers that when we really start empowering ourselves, our, our children benefit much from that awareness and that consciousness too they really start I know in my son's life you know he was a broken codependent he was an addict and you know there was just so many things that were just so you know wrong and you know now as a 22 year old you know he's this incredible conscious empowered respectful being that is so passionate about helping people and it's, it's going to be lovely because you know, he he's really morphing and evolving into. He's going to start writing stuff for, you know, kids that are victims of um, narcissistic parents or step parents, and you know, he just wants to help people now. You know, go through his journey as well, and it's just like this massive ripple effect that happens.
1: Yeah, it is. Uh, it's awesome. It's um, I think that's a wonderful thing. Is that yeah, with every person that heals, it's like we start to see. Inspiring other people to do it, and just that's, it just keep going and it's people are becoming more aware i hope and you know that's it just keeps feeding feeding the healing and feeding the love, and hopefully at some stage people won't have to go through the sort of crap we've had to to learn this lesson because I'll just export it as a part of their you know from their parents who are more empowered and and capable.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll probably go. Uh, we just have the 90 second warning, but we can go a little bit over and that's cool because I just, you know, really like to ask you about, you know, in, you're doing you're doing life coaching now. Like you're starting life coaching, you know. So I am, yeah. So this to you, Abby, it's it's awesome. It, you know, it hasn't just been about your own personal recovery. It's been about you know, moving forward in the field that you want to do as well. So can you just share a little bit about that with people?
1: Um, yeah, well, it's something that I've thought about for several years uh, and never actually thought that I could do it. I couldn't work out how I could fit that into my life and, and make it work because I was going to have to stop work um, or cut back. Uh, so that's what I've, what I've done is I've actually managed to find a really nice balance where I work a few days a week. Uh, I've got a lot more time with my child and I'm studying for um, sort the of life coaching as well, which I'm hope, hopefully will be qualified by the end of the year. It might take me a little bit longer, uh, but I'm hoping by the end of the year. Uh, and, yeah, that's what I want to do. I guess uh, my little niche or what I'm thinking at the moment is I want to move on and help women who are in a similar circumstance to me, but, you know, are single mothers and wanting to get ahead with their life. And, if you know, like if they're starting their own small business or things like that, to really help motivate them and move them along and get them get them going so that they can feel like they're achieving and successful in their life. Um and I think, you know, having having this sort of having the sort of history that I have is going to be really helpful in that and I'm learning so much at the moment. One thing actually and I've been doing a bit of work on values and things and something that I did want to share was it it says in the book it's like in value with your values you grow up um encapsulating your parents' values until you become a teenager or a young adult and then you make your own values up um, and things like that. But there's got to come to a point where uh, everyone should be assessing their own, their own values and I've been reassessing mine at the moment and the thing is is that you can change them and I absolutely advise everyone to just have a good hard look at what their values are in their life and the things that aren't working. Like if you're really feeling like you're dependent and that you need somebody in your life and things, you know, that is a part of the value system. Um, change it. It sounds, you know, <laughs> it's not that easy, but it can be done. And it's, yeah, look after yourselves. Okay? Yeah. I guess. it's the main thing, you know. Yeah. Use okay. the power Values that you have got. Everyone has it.
0: Absolutely, everybody yeah. does have it. You know, so, so yeah, where you're at is you you're studying this stuff. You've got the balance in your life now, a far cry from just over months ago, Abby, when you couldn't get out of bed.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Huge difference. And didn't know what to do with myself. Like, I, honestly, I got to a point where I just didn't know what to do from day to day. I was like, I was so unhappy, so incredibly unhappy, and just didn't know, it didn't even have half a clue as to how to change any of it. Um, and now, yeah, now I'm just looking forward to every day, and I'm loving every day. It's Yeah, the difference is amazing. Absolutely amazing. And it can be done. Isn't it beautiful when
0: you... I I remember, you know, in in the throes of narcissistic abuse and the aftershock and stuff, you know, the worst time for me used to be the mornings that I'd just be wracked with anxiety and pain and, oh, my God, I'm going to have to go and have a bath and some aromatherapy oils and I'm going to have to meditate and I'm going to have to say 100 affirmations. And, you know, just to manage it, just to be able to get up and get out the door and get to the work centre where I was running at the time to be able to function and I'd get there like ten, eleven o'clock after, you know, waking up at seven o'clock and just trying to get myself to get it, it was just the most grueling awful you know, it felt like climbing Mount Everest every morning. And then yeah. you know, when I shifted that stuff out of my body and what happened is a gradual and sometimes a really fast process and it just started coming in you know, I'd be writing gratitude lists every night and feeling them deeply, and then I'd be because I'd cleared the space for it, and then I'd wake up in the morning with bliss and hearing a bird singing and thinking, "Oh my God, I just feel so happy." Yeah. And it was just get out there and, an amazing. And yeah, yeah, it was just this, this amazing shift from just complete utter depression and devastation to. Oh my God! I know what it's like to be a being connected to bliss and happiness and joy, and you know, seeing a butterfly and going, "Wow, look at that!" And just, you know, like when all that good stuff yeah. starts coming in, it's uh, it's just beautiful to feel alive. And you know, and that's true self function. That's you know, that's who we are without the junk. That's who everybody is without the junk. And that's what I really, really realised because. You know, before that time in my life, I'd actually only ever been really happy when something happened to me or somebody gave me something or something, you know, external happened in my life. Like, my happiness wasn't about being in life. And through the narcissistic experience and clearing out, you know, all those painful beliefs and toxic cellular addictions and all that junk, then it was like, oh, my gosh. Like this is what it's like just to be genuinely, authentically happy, and just to look forward to every day, regardless of how it plays out, or regardless of what I do or don't get. It's just authentic happiness, you know. And I and I yeah. think that's it's such, the biggest such a thing. Bug. It is a bug. It's like you know who needs yeah. drugs? It's like it's, <laughs>
1: it's
0: the natural,
1: <laughs> no, the right.
0: divine high. Yeah. And I think that's the biggest gift of narcissism abuse that I agree with this consistently is that because it is such a devastating emotional experience and it's such a make-or-break experience because, you know, when I go back to the psychological ruling on this and the medical ruling that you are supposed to be a diminished person while all trust and faith in life and people because it smashed faith at the very core of yourself. You know, and it did. So, you know, then we've got the suspicion, the pain, the protection, the defense mechanisms to try and never go through that again. And we're not living. We're not connected to life. You know, the best we can do is try and manage it and make the best of it. And after you've had a high-level narcissistic experience, that's really the best you can do if you're not going to do the deeper work. But when you do the deeper work, you get that breakdown, breakthrough experience to a level that you actually never believed you could have. You didn't even know what it felt like. And I know it was like that. me. I just thought life was something that you went through, got the highs, got the lows, and just dealt with it. You know, you just dealt with it. Life is life. That's how it felt to me. You know, whereas, you know, when life really becomes life, that's when, you know... You've got room for passion, you've got room for direction and purpose and, you know, like the stuff that you're doing now is purpose, it's mission, it's passion, you know, it's inspiration and that's the stuff life's meant to be about. So, you know, it really doesn't matter how broken and low you are and it really doesn't matter how long you've been like that because... Your cellular chemistry composition in your body is what it is. It just needs to be changed. And when it changes, you change. And that's, you know, the whole part about this. But, you know, Abby, you were touching on the program before. And for people listening in, it's the Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Program. And, you know, Abby didn't access that. She did one-on-one direct with me. But a lot of people that have recovered and used vibrational energetic healing have used the narcissistic abuse recovery program because there's MP3s in there, a quantum freedom healing, which is my voice directing it, and it's on the 10 specific aspects of narcissistic abuse you need to heal. But the really cool thing about that is is that you can keep going to those healings over and over and over again. They're like a life resource that every time that toxicity is building up and you're feeling stuck and you're feeling pain, You can go to that appropriate healing and you can release it and go up to the next level. You can clear out your garage more and more and more and keep doing that. And the downloads in that are about bringing in the good stuff. And then like what Abby did, you know, lots of reading, lots of self-development. You know, the stuff that I love for people that have been in narcissistic abuse recovery is you know, reading about healing codependency, about creating good empowered boundary function, about closing up those gaps that have allowed the abuse into your life and keep you hooked in the abuse. And it's fascinating. It's really fascinating, you know. And it's really good, you know, when you turn self-judgment about I'm damaged, I'm no good, I'm, I can't have great relationships, you know, I always get it wrong, I'm unlovable... You know, when you turn around that self-judgment to self-fascination and say, okay, I want to just why I, I haven't healed and I want to get fascinated about it. I want to connect the dots. I want to, you know, read this information and go, oh, my goodness, you know, epiphany after epiphany, that's why. That's what I didn't realize. That's what I wasn't doing. This is how I can do that. You know, so I think the information as well as the energetic healings, when you put the two together, and that's what Abby did, you know, a four-month recovery is, even in energetic healing terms, pretty darn good. Like, that's really good, you know. So a recovery to be where Abby is is about really are you worth it? Do you deserve it? You know, and the thing is, too, when you're accessing, you know, like things like the program, there's all that information in there. You know, there's masses of information and education as well as the Energetic Shift healings. And it's actually cost less than two sessions with a counselor, you know, and you've got the resource for life. So it's about saying it, it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be a grueling, ongoing episode where I'm spending money after money after money after money and you know and the internet as well to supplement all of that stuff is such a good resource you know even the Narcissistic Fish Recovery central page there's just so many you know Debbie on there is just fantastic isn't she Abby like with all of the articles she's saving and all of the resources
1: yeah, all, not, the, all the documentation you know, that's on there. And, and that helped me really early on. That, that helped me keep going in there and reading all that sort of stuff. Um, just get that absolutely. information. Yeah, just absolutely. reading the information. And you know, a, Again, as you say, epiphany after epiphany, it all just starts to make sense.
0: Yeah, yeah. You do. You connect the dots and you go... Wow. I think some of the hardest things in life is when we don't have awareness and things don't make sense and we don't have the reasons. And when, we, when we're living that way, it's, well, I'm a random victim. You know, this revolting stuff happened to me. I'm a victim. It was random. It was unfair. Life dealt me this vicious flow. You know, all of those are toxic negative belief systems that get in the cellular body that create victim peptides and keep you stuck as a victim and spiraling into more and more victim. But when you get out of that stuff and you go, okay, there is reasons for this, there is, you know, there is like a resurrection from this. It was always meant to happen. I was always meant to heal these unhealed parts, and there is a way to do it. The resources, the techniques are there, the information. can be my phoenix from the ashes, because that's what it's meant to be. You're not meant to you know, life is always created to improve. That's another quantum physics. It's always meant to expand, it's always meant to improve itself. But when we're against the floor of that stuck in victim and not moving into that, it's It's awful. You know, the further away you are from true self, stuck in where you're not meant to be, the pain's unbearable. It's about releasing that pain and moving forward into where you're meant to be. That's what this has always been about. When we find that, it changes. And, you know, Abby, you're living proof. You know, where you were four months ago to where you are now, two
1: different people. Oh, completely. I barely recognize it. Like, sometimes I go back and, you know, because it wasn't that long ago, I can remember. But at the same time, I can barely remember why I was like that. If you know what I mean, it's like because because I've removed so much of that pain. It's gone now. I find it I, I find it hard sometimes to equate that woman with who I am now at all. And yeah, I absolutely know that yeah. she is not who i who 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 I need to be, who I want to be and who I am.
0: And that's a simple yeah. way we can always test ourselves. You know, if you look back at the memories and you get an emotional charge, you've still got that toxic toxic stuff in your body look back at it it's like you're observing a third person and going yeah that happened and it's like you're watching that image of you know what happened but there's no emotional charge you have released the toxicity out of your body it's a very very simple way to know and if the toxicity is still in your body then that peptide addiction to that toxicity is still coursing through you making it very hard to recover so that's the goal is getting it out and clearing the space. It just fast-tracks everything. So, you know, Abby, well, we're going to finish up now, and it's just been awesome having you on. I knew you'd be just a really great example to help inspire people from where you've come to where you are, because there's no accident in this. There's no coincidence. You know, you created it. You did it. You you wanted it, you know. So what would you... What would you, you know, suggest to people that were where, who are where you were four months ago? What what would you say to them?
1: Uh, that I guess the thing is... Well, the thing I'd say is that there is a way out. There is absolutely a way out and that the first the first step is deciding in, is that you're not going to be the victim anymore, that there are things that you can do, that you can change, that you, the information you can access and change your life because you know become everything you've ever dreamed of uh and that's it it's sort of it i just never ever thought that i would be this girlfriend i never thought that i would have this sort of confidence and be this happy be this joyous in my life but it can be done you just have to decide not to let anyone else control what's going on in your world anymore you be the controller you do it and we're there to help. You know, you're there to help. And Mel is the most amazing person to talk to and to help you with this. So I thoroughly recommend that if you can, is that you get on board a program and get some healing done. Because it's, yeah, as you say, it, it saved my life too. I did. The, the slope I was on was very, very slippery and very, very steep and I was halfway down. I think if I hadn't have found you when I did, I would be still... Still caught up in all the pain, and now they're just isn't any. And I love that. I love that. <laughs> I'm very grateful to uh, to you and to all the women, and and men on the other on the other side, and all the information that so many other people are putting on the internet. There's so much stuff out there. You've just got to find it. So, yeah, we're yeah. very
0: very lucky to be able to, no matter where you are in the world, you can find it with Now we're just, you know, it's a blessed time we're in. It's a real. Community, group, inspiration, healing, and, you know, the great thing is is that now people have found the solution. Like, we're not Robinson Crusoe anymore. We don't have to try and find a way out where it's not working. You know, there is a definite plan and a definite way out. You've just got to want it. You've got to commit to it. And, you know, like what you and I had to do at the time, we had to crawl out of our pain and our depression and take action. And it's the last thing you feel like doing, but something inside you have got to go, I deserve this, I don't want to keep living like this, I can't keep living like this. And, you know, if you've had enough, well then that, and even that first step, starts the ball rolling every time you take a step forward into your deservedness and into some action you know the next steps the next 10 might be agonizing you know the next few get easier and easier and easier and it's one step at a time and then it starts accelerating and then it just becomes a way of life and then it's easy you know so thank you so much for coming on
1: oh you're welcome Sorry, thanks Dad. for having me Thank you for having me. It's it's been awesome. I've really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, well, it's just inspirational and it's just great. And, um, yeah, well, thank you. Thank you, Abby. And you have a great
1: day. Thanks. Thanks, Oh well. You too.
0: Okay. So, yeah, so I hope you've enjoyed Abby's story and... You know, it's not an unusual story. It's really, really not. And I hope you can get the keys in there about what you can do because, as we do know, narcissistic abuse and the symptoms we get from that, they're horrific. They're off the charts. You know, nobody could know what it feels like unless you've actually been through it. It's just an incredibly crippling experience on every level. You know, but it doesn't have to be that. It doesn't have to stay that. And you don't have to believe what contemporary society would allow you to believe about your recovery and your prognosis. You know, you're a powerful, energetic being. And once you work at it at that level, you're going to understand who you really are and the power that you really do have. So that's it for me, and thank you for listening in. And uh, I'll be back next week. Bye-bye, Bye-bye everybody. Lots of love.